Hello and welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Jesus, and I'm joined by my friend and yours, Michelle. Yay! It, it's a breath, it's a fresh breath, it's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> a minty, fresh breath. A breath of fresh air to say that line again. To have you here in the studio <laughs> recording a podcast with me. Aww. It really is. That month and uh, so Two was months. was a little lonely. Aww. And I'm very, very certain that our Musty Collective, our Musties, are glad to hear you. We are the Musty Collective, creatives on a journey to better storytelling. Thank you for joining us today, even though it's Musty in here. We're back. Yep, back. We're, we're back. And we have a great interview today. Today, we have two special guests on the show. Best friends, Micah Clayton and Trinity Points, created their first self-published poetry book, All There Is to Know, during the 2020 quarantine, and now have their second poetry book out, now entitled It Can Be Scary. These ladies are really talented, and it was great getting to sit down and discuss their work with them. We're back, and we're back with an interview. Mm-hmm. Musty Collective, Musty Podcast, Michelle is here. Let's start the show. Hello, Micah and Trinity. Thank you so much for being on the show. We're really excited to get to know you both as creatives, and we're so glad to get to know your two books, All There Is to Know, and It Can Be Scary. Uh, Welcome to the Musty Creative Podcast. How are you doing today? So good. Thank you for having us. Awesome. So good to have you here. Uh, So let's get right into it. First question, what is your origin story, the origin story of Micah and Trinity? Ah, it's a fun one. Yeah. There's kind of two, Mm -hmm. because, like, whenever we first met uh, was our freshman year of high school, so we went to high school together. Um, Oh, cool. But I wasn't friends with her um, Mm -hmm. my freshman year, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of making fun of the fact that everybody on, like, Dress What You Want to Be When You Grow Up Day, that uh, everybody that wanted to be a teacher put their hair up in a bun and put a pencil in it. (laughs) <laughs> and I was trying to prove, I was like, I've never in my life seen a, a teacher with their hair in a bun and a pencil in it, but for some reason that's what everyone's doing. And I was trying to prove that that theory was correct to my friends, and I saw Micah with her hair in a bun and a green colored pencil <laughs> on her hair, and uh, I was like, see, I'm going to go ask her what she's dressed as, she's going to say teacher. And I went up to her and I was like, hey, what are you dressed as? And she was like, I was like, are you a, are you a teacher? She was like, actually, I'm a writer. And so this is the first thing I ever said to her. And I was yeah. like, I was just upset because she had disproved my point. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs> I talked to her for another year after that. Yeah. But then sophomore year, we had a class together. What, what class was that? It was Bible literacy. Okay. Oh, and nice, we nice. were like taking it from like a... It was very piece of literature point of view. Yeah, right. it wasn't like religious mm-hmm. class, um, but we had that mm-hmm. class together, and then 
we just kind of ended up sitting at the same table. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day, apparently, I was just, like, listening to music and yeah, dancing. she, like, came in listening <laughs> to headphones and, like, dancing to music that no one else could hear. And I just loved that. And I saw her doing that. And I was like, oh, we're going to be friends. We're going to. I just. Nice. <laughs> and so. So was there, like, a, a, like, a recap of, like, hey, you asked me that question on dress. Not like, like much later. Day? Like, maybe yeah. three years later. Yeah. I was, like, mm. oh, wow. looking yeah. through her Instagram and <laughs> seeing that years ago that she had that pencil in her hair. I was like, <laughs> you were that girl? <laughs> oh, so you didn't even make the connection. Yeah. Oh boy! Oh, that's cool. That's a great. That's a great story. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> we make books together, mm-hmm. and the first yeah. thing she said to me was that she was a writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. we didn't yeah. think to make books together <laughs> until so long later. this post of this girl she had decided she was going to make a uh, a children's book and she was like an illustrator mm-hmm. and she decided that she was going to she was like today I'm deciding on making a children's book and she started with the dimensions of the book like the size of the book and we're talking about how yeah. weird that is for that to be the first yeah. thing <laughs> you think about making your book like you're gonna be like, what's the book gonna be about? Yeah, yeah. What sort of story you want to tell? What genre is it? Poetry? No, <laughs> how big is it gonna be? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and so we were laughing about that, mm-hmm. and then we were like, oh wait, we should make a book because she's always making <laughs> art, and I'm always writing poems. And here we are yeah. having these ideas about making a book. <laughs> yeah. And I so, really appreciate that about your story. Is that you just. It wasn't like somebody was like asking you to do it or anything. You just mm-hmm. like had this desire to create and you went mm-hmm. out and did it. That's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. creators just. Yeah. Even before we were doing that, we were, I was making a lot of art. Mm-hmm. She's, she writes all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about your first book, All There Is To Know? What prompted that specifically? We uh, had a lot of like ideas that we uh that we had like learned mm-hmm. more recently mostly in like our first two years of college we just like learned so many things and like changed our mind on so many things because um, mm. we met and, so many people mm-hmm. that were outside of the bubble of our uh fairly small town in texas mm-hmm. um and seeing so many, like, different points of view on life, mm-hmm. we have really, like, learned a lot. And also thinking, like, a lot of these things we should have learned when we were younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so we just started with that kind of general concept, mm-hmm. uh, pointing out, like, we made a list of things that we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about. We wanted mm-hmm. to talk about, um, we want to talk about, like, gender being colors and how that's really weird and like having emotions like even negative emotions is okay yeah yeah and so we like made a list Mm -hmm. of things like that and Mm -hmm. um then we 
in collaborating on that list, she would make the poem, and then I would make the illustration, mm -hmm. and uh, then we would put that together. It was a really collaborative process. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that's really cool. And, you know, a poetry book, you know, and all there is to know, um, you have a number of poems, but you also have the art aspect of it, too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we come from more of, like, traditional narrative, like, the, the character starts from here, and then you go all the way to the end, and mm -hmm. there's, like, a three-act structure. But with a poetry book, you're telling, like, multiple different stories that don't have to connect, mm -hmm. you know, kind of, I'm being a weird Marvel nerd, but like an <laughs> MCU of your own poetry world in a way. Yeah. Um, so tell, how, how is that different in like bringing, putting that book together? And then Trinity, you have to create art pieces, like different art pieces that again, may not connect to the previous poem, but you have to like yeah. reintroduce the reader into a new world. Um, I honestly think it's, a lot simpler than writing a like drawn out story because you don't have to have all the pressure of like keeping everything like developing one character throughout a story or like making sure everything lines up because um, it's just you know the poem is less than a page um, but it also allows you to like give a voice to so many different like points of view and so like if your readers are like reading a poem they're like oh I don't really relate to that then they can like read the next one and be like oh no this one really speaks to me um mm. so I really enjoy that it's like a broad way of reaching a lot of people and mm. also the like order that they were put in um mm. even though they might not like connect so we have one poem uh all there is to know in the book, All There Is To Know, mm -hmm. that talks about um, things that you wish you had learned and mm -hmm. how sometimes in history uh, you don't hear the, like, true stories or the whole story of something. Mm -hmm. And then the next mm. poem, you turn the page, is about uh, Catherine Wright, the uh, Wright brothers' sister, who was such a huge part of mm -hmm. their whole story and their success. And so putting those right next to each other kind of tells more or like more story than if they were more separate mm -hmm. yeah they and like they build on each other and kind of prepare the reader for like the next thing to come so mm -hmm. that they're kind of more like ready emotionally for the next story so mm -hmm. that's actually actually a really good point because all there is to know tells this kind of foundational truth of like you need to learn more and and you know not everything that you've been told is the way it should be like you know mm -hmm. that kind of or it is mm -hmm. but then you tell the story about Catherine next that that could be really powerful so it, it's not connected connected like character wise yeah but it's definitely connected as far as the themes it almost feels like a like a storytelling album almost in a way yeah yeah Where like in a musical album you're you're being taken on this journey mm -hmm. if you listen to the whole album mm -hmm. um and that you know felt yeah kind of feel mm -hmm. the same way in reading in reading your books yeah. And I actually really enjoyed, because I actually did not know Catherine Wright existed <laughs> before yeah. I read that poem. Yeah. I was like, is this like a real story? I've never heard this at all. And so I was just wondering if you could go more into that story, because um, I really like how you sort of give this profile of women that have not really been talked about much, but they've mm -hmm. actually contributed a lot to society in some way, so. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we... I don't know if you guys know about the show Drunk History, but. Yes, I yeah, do. She, she <laughs> introduced that to me a long time ago. Uh, we watched some episodes mm -hmm. here and there, and there was an episode uh, that 
talked a little bit about Catherine, mm-hmm. and that was what sparked our interest in her. Mm-hmm. And then we did more research. Yeah, I yeah just remember like sitting down and doing all the research I could on her, finding and just it's out there, you know, like she wasn't erased. She's just not talked about, and just like writing down all of the like plot points of her life and like words that I liked, and then just turning that into a poem. But yeah, we are so just inspired by how how foundational she was to helping her brothers and she yeah, ran she, the like, money for mm-hmm. uh their like family shop to mm-hmm. fund their uh not only like the like supplies that they would get mm-hmm. but like traveling oh, and wow. when they went to places uh that weren't English speaking like I she think would, Germany they went to France oh France yeah. and so she learned French so she could like translate for them yeah and like read books on aviation from these Mm -hmm. other like countries and then teach her brothers that Mm -hmm. and so she without Catherine Wright the Wright brothers probably would have been extremely unsuccessful in Mm -hmm. making the first plane there in Kitty Hawk Mm -hmm. but she did exist and she was so Mm -hmm. integral to that but you know we always always about the Wright brothers yeah not the Wright siblings yeah Mm -hmm. right that's Mm -hmm. that's completely true like I don't remember anyone ever mentioning them, and I always thought that they were just exclusively just two brothers. Like yeah. In, yeah. in the poem here in Catherine, it says, in Europe, the boy stumbled, confined only to English, so Catherine led conversations after teaching herself French. Mm-hmm. She won the social scene, an outgoing charmer, and was one of the few women awarded the Legion of Honor. That, that's kind of dope. You got a little, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not, it's not rap, but it's, that's kind yeah. of like, cool. I like that. But uh, that, that's awesome. Like Again, uh, there's so much that goes into it, I think of Emilia, I think of, because I work in the tech industry, I think of Jeff Bezos. He recently divorced mm-hmm. his wife, but people don't know that she was there before he started Amazon and actually mm-hmm. was helping to, like, she was working while he was, like, and funding the startup at the beginning while he worked in the garage when they mm-hmm. moved out to uh, the Seattle, Washington area. So, again, it's like mm-hmm. people quickly forget about the women um, that go along in the, these, these stories that, you know, men are proclaimed as usually the heroes but people forget about the women that have that play a major part in the in these stories as well. Mm-hmm. It's great whenever mm-hmm. we talk to people that have read it and mm-hmm. like even like people at the post office that we go to to mail our books mm-hmm. out and be like, "Oh, Ooh. I read I read Catherine. I had no idea about that." And then I looked yeah. it up and it's true and, yeah. and so mm-hmm. it's nice to have people looking up Catherine Wright. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's really awesome. I think it's it's cool cuz that it's kind of like the same theme as some of your other poems about this woman that she was like book smart but she also like fell in love and she had like Mm -hmm. this idea of like this romantic life so it's like women are not something you can like categorize because Mm -hmm. there's so many elements to who women are in general and um it's not like a stereotypical woman it's like she was an entrepreneur she fell in love Mm -hmm. she made her own way in the world Mm -hmm. and um it's just it's really awesome that you're highlighting those types of stories so thank you so much wanted to go back to all there is to know for a quick second 
Um, if you could talk about this line, it says, but out in the world, I saw different points of view and I said to myself, not everyone thinks like you. Uh, that's, that can be difficult for a lot of people, I think in our country, (laughs) (laughs) to realize that. Uh, can you talk about, you know, why that line is important and and needed to be said? Yeah, I think specifically for me, I grew up, you know, in Wiley, Texas with this like very specific worldview and then immediately was in a theater department of like a liberal arts college um, and just everyone's like thoughts on everything was just so different from how I had been raised and I it was kind of terrifying at first I was like oh no I'm not like any of these people but then I just like started learning more and more about it and I was like actually I agree with them um, and so that was really important for me to just be able to change my mind and know that changing my mind was a good thing and people are I feel like so scared to change their mind because they attach their identity so much to all these things but like we were people life is long you can change yeah and it's actually a really cool thing to be able to we uh we even had a teacher in high school who uh, he was f- from out of town, not from Wiley, <laughs> and he told us that he was a feminist, and mm. uh, this is when we were both in high school, and I remember mm. we were both like, why would you call yourself <laughs> that? That's kind of like, that's like a bad word. Why yeah. would you, why would you want people to know that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of was like, uh, you know, the ideas and things that have been associated with feminism uh aren't as aren't as true as you know the actual meaning and mm-hmm. it's really just about uh equality between the genders mm-hmm. and it's nothing nothing more or less than that and that was just something I didn't know because I yeah. was just raised to think that those people were all bad mm-hmm. yeah no that that's a very good point that's a very good point I think mm-hmm. like looking back at people like Susan B Anthony obviously and like all the work she did Mm-hmm. It, you know, people tend to look only at now the, the modern day view and not look at the whole history of everything. But yeah, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about your, your following book of poems. You had um, All There Is to Know, and then you followed mm-hmm. up with It Can Be Scary, mm-hmm. which actually is a really good title. Um, Thank you. It can, it, it, it can be scary. Um, <laughs> yeah. and even it, 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 it is a Halloween themed book, but I think it. It, there's so much more to it than mm-hmm. than just that, but um, but ask, do you want to ask a question? Why why Halloween as a theme? Do y'all know what Inktober is? I it's on Twitter. I see artists drawing yeah. images and posting about it. I think that's it. Yeah, it's like a right. like a trend in the art community. Every yeah. yeah every October, like people will make lists of like usually 31 things so you could to draw like every day it's like a prompt yeah and Um, last october i was doing one of those um Mm -hmm. and it wasn't even the full 31 because i knew i wasn't going to commit to that so it was like a every three days do a drawing thing Mm -hmm. and um every time that i illustrated something and i drew it and i posted it micah Got was, really jealous. Yeah, because we we had just made we had just made all there is to know, 
and it was so much fun to be like creating and then we like sent all the books out and it was over (laughs) and she was still making art and I was like that's not fair I'm not making art anymore (laughs) and so I would write poems based on the inktober drawings that she did oh okay and and then she realized that they all kind of had a similar theme of like what starts out being the scary thing isn't actually scary and I was writing poems I didn't even realize I was doing that and we were like, we're doing That's so many awesome. of these, it's like, it's turning into another book. Yeah, we did like <laughs> them following the ink, the like Inktober mm-hmm. prompt list, where it was like, mm-hmm. you know, the word light. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to draw a like, spaceship with a big light coming down onto a house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then she yeah. wrote a poem about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after like four of them going in, it was like, okay, let's forget this prompt list <laughs> and uh, <laughs> continue to follow the theme that she was accidentally mm-hmm. creating while writing the first four mm-hmm. um which is basically just that like there were like six but two of them didn't end up yeah, in the book yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. it the same theme of like the thing that you would expect to be scary isn't actually the bad guy mm-hmm. um really was the inspiration for um the book as a whole yeah, yeah. and but in a, a digestible way of like halloween yeah. and spooky mm-hmm. scary yeah and monsters (laughs) yeah i think like halloween is like an easy way to kind of bring people into a story a lot of Mm -hmm. people like like it and it doesn't come with usually too much uh, attached to it Mm -hmm. you know um unless unless it's you know certain parts of of, Mm -hmm. uh, certain parts of society i'll just leave it at that but (laughs) uh but it it doesn't usually and, and it's usually fun and, and, and peaceful and stuff. So yeah. I, I kind of want to look at the, this first image that you have here is an image of like a, a, of a shoe, someone mm-hmm. hiking, and you have like the leaves and, and uh, the sticks kind of uh, crunching and crumbling under. Uh, can you kind of take us through your process of like how that came to be in, in the book, Trinity? That was one of them that was inspired by the prompt list, and the prompt was sound. And I was thinking Ooh. about what's, what's the scariest sound? And mm. it wasn't really something that came to mind of, like, a sound that, like, maybe a wolf howling or something that might attack me. But if I were trying to hide and I accidentally made a sound, that would be very scary for me. Mm-hmm. And so I uh, first went, you know, my process is normally I go in with pencil and I kind of, like, plan out where everything's going to be. And then I go in with watercolor and... Uh, then I do little blobs around there, but I wanted it to feel, it's got these like dimmer tones to it, and I wanted it to feel like it was night, and it was spooky, and it was fall, and um, such a like close, uh, such a close up of this foot stepping on the stick, which is such a like uh, trope in so many spooky <laughs> movies. It's That's like you're true. backing up, and oh no, I stepped in a stick, and it made a sound, and now they know where I am. I have mm-hmm. to run. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that uh, is used so much. It's in Harry Potter, yeah. I think, like, twice. Um, <laughs> and so I think it's something that people are familiar with, and it can uh, evoke that same thought in their minds of, like, mm-hmm. uh-oh, time to run. Yeah. It has a little bit of a Quiet Place vibe to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. Definitely. And I, I, I wish we could all just learn to avoid the sticks. Yeah, because <laughs> that is super when you're scary. Walking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, 
a little, just a little more. Um, but that that's actually really cool. So then it, it, your your first poem is friend or foe, and mm-hmm. we'll definitely get to it. But I love kind of like the way you come back to it at the end, and we'll definitely mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, friend or foe, the the whole idea of just being scared, but it makes you think about autumn. You're thinking about seeing Bigfoot and things like mm-hmm. that, but you're also you kind of highlight the idea of like like a very scary person. Mm-hmm. And then to me, it kind of takes like a different turn with the poem. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. I want people to read it. So yeah. can you kind of take us into like more of that theme of, you know, what was, what was really behind that poem? Cause a lot of people again associate Halloween with the, the spooky monster stuff and, and that's, that's mm-hmm. there, but you're, you're kind of highlighting being scared of like a person or people. What, mm-hmm. what was, what was that about? Um, so the first and the last poems are actually the ones that are written the most from my actual point of view, um, mm. because I love taking walks, um, but the sun just goes down so much earlier in the fall and winter. Um, True. So you gotta be careful what time you go on a walk. Um, yeah. And I, I also just like I like to be scared in terms of like going on a walk and. So that was, like, a, like, real scary emotion that I was, like, tapping into. And it's true. It's really, it's really scary. I, we, like, went to a graveyard once. Yeah, I was just going to talk about and that. And <laughs> we, like, got there. And it was, like, early, but it was, like, already dark. She was like, let's go to a graveyard. It'll be fun and spooky. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm not scared of ghosts. We can go to yeah. a graveyard. It's going to be <laughs> fine. Right. But it's like, there's not street lamps in graveyards. Yeah. Like, if there's somebody here, as much as I'd love for ghosts to be what I'm scared of right now, mm-hmm. if there's someone here that has not the best intentions, like, mm-hmm. we're not that physically strong. Yeah, no. We can't really defend ourselves. And I wouldn't girls. be able to see them if they were 20 feet away because of mm-hmm. how dark it is mm-hmm. and there's no light right. here. Yeah, so we just left. Yeah. 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 It's like... I'd love to have a spooky ghost experience, but instead I'm gonna <laughs> I'm scared and four foot eleven yeah. experience. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, 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 that's what I mean. Even for me, like as, as I'm like five foot ten, two hundred something pounds. But even for me, I'm just like uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you. I kind I wish I could live in a. It, it made me think of wishing to live in a world or a society where you could go outside and not, and not worry yeah. for your safety. Yeah. yeah. You know, or for anyone else's safety. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, the next poem I wanted to highlight here was "Thicker Than Blood," and again, I won't I won't read any the comments, uh, reading the lines because again, I want people to read it. But I thought it was like again an interesting dichotomy of like you know uh, fleeing and running from kind of like persecution, mm-hmm. and then with with the with the image, it, it kind of gives it away of like um, a black woman with a uh, like a I'm assuming a vampire woman yeah. running and fleeing. Right. And uh, again, with 2020 and everything that was going on. But I just I, I really personally um, empathize and really love this this poem and the art mm-hmm. and the idea there. Um, would love to get you. your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I had such a hard time writing this poem because it was one of the last ones. And we were like, we really need another friendly poem in the book. Um, and I just couldn't figure out how to write a friendly poem about a vampire because they drink blood. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and we're yeah. trying to, you know, make the bad guys that normally the bad guys mm-hmm. seem like good guys, uh, but mm-hmm. they're killing people drinking blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, I had this whole like list of words related to vampires, like silver cross 
uh, bite count. And I just like found a bunch of like idioms to go or like sayings to go along with those. Um, and I was like, what are, what are, where are the points that like a vampire human friendship would be mutually beneficial. You know, like what are the things mm. vampires can't do? See themselves in mirrors, go into buildings without being invited. What are things humans can't do? I don't know, fly. And just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like, make a friendship out of that and give them a, a common place of coming from like the vampire is shunned because they're a vampire, they're a scary monster, you know, and then they have a friend who is also shunned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually really like this as like the intro or maybe the 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 con the the, the center of like a full on novel. Um, yeah. I know that there's the Twilight novels, but <laughs> I, actually, I I would find this even more compelling personally. So mm-hmm. if you have if if you ever have an idea for writing a novel or a book series or something, I would love this as a concept personally i thought it was really cool thank you thank you you're most welcome and then um i sorry just there's we i'm not gonna go through every single poem but i I do have my favorites uh interstellar bandits i thought that was interesting Mm -hmm. as well yeah it's one of my favorites too (laughs) yeah and then yeah you you have the like the ufo kind of shining Mm -hmm. the beam down and i think that that was from inktober right Mm -hmm. yes I'm I'm really into sci-fi and just mm-hmm. science in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm taking a lot of astronomy classes and just I'm really into science. And so mm-hmm. uh, I was really glad I was able to bring like a UFO in here and mm-hmm. uh, into this spooky book. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I wanted it to be scary, and so I <laughs> I was really happy with the way the illustration turned out for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's awesome. And I think not enough people add the aliens part because it, it, it can be very scary actually mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. it can be scary mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. I, that whenever I was writing it I just I don't really like scary stories or like <laughs> scary movies or anything and so I was writing it and I was like I don't want this kid to like get got I want them to go on the adventure <laughs> yeah yeah, I think that the ending was kind of making me laugh because it's like the person just accepted it at the end. Like, yeah, okay, yeah. let's just go. <laughs> let's make the so most of the situation. <laughs> so many people spend their whole lives trying to go to space, and this kid got to go for free. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. You also have a poem uh, named Elizabeth, and I'll, I'll let you tell that story. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, really cool, and I, I didn't know this, so it's kind of like <laughs> learning, like reading interesting poetry, good poetry, mm-hmm. and also like learning a fun fact about history. Mm-hmm. A little fun fact about this poem is that it's similar to Catherine and All There Is To Know in like the storyline, because the poem before it is also about educating yourself. It's the little zombie, and she doesn't want to eat brains, so she's just going to read some <laughs> books. And yeah. Um, and then we have a little a little thing to learn about. Um, and also, similar to Catherine, we learned about Elizabeth through drunk history. 
Nice. Oh, there you go. And then, of course, we're we're not taking all of our information from <laughs> the drunk people on drunk. People. <laughs> <laughs> and we research more and mm-hmm. figure out the true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, she was a uh, she was the she was an immigrant from Switzerland, and she was orphaned at thirteen years old. And she loved flowers. She loved flowers. She founded the Garden Club in Hiawatha, Kansas, and would, you know, make regular complaints about, like, the treatment of the gardens and the greenhouses in the town. And every October 31st on All Hallows' Eve, her flowers would just get destroyed by, you know, the kids in the town who were just going around destroying everything. Because back then, All Hallows' Eve, that, like, day, October mm-hmm. 31st, was very, like, let's burn everything down, mm-hmm. and oh. uh, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was the young people just mm-hmm. using it as an excuse to, like, basically terrorize everybody. And so yeah. her her garden that she was so proud of would get absolutely ruined. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, wow. And so she decided... Instead of, like, I'm going to, you know, try to seek retribution for these kids, her her solution was, I'm going to throw such a party on Halloween that they won't have the energy in them to destroy my flowers or anybody else's things. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, she, she ended up throwing this, like, crazy party where uh, everybody dressed up and mm. all of the youth was invited and they ate candy. They had like a bit of a parade mm-hmm. uh, where they like marched all around town. The streets, yeah. And they were like, this is so fun. And she was like, yeah, you're wasting all your energy going all the way around this town. <laughs> and it worked. And everybody was like, Elizabeth Krebs, my, my garden is fine. My house windows aren't broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about we do this every year? And then that idea of just like, let's make it a party where everybody's enjoying themselves mm-hmm. in a way that isn't destruction. Um, mm-hmm. Let's make that the new norm for October 31st. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how we got Halloween the way that it is today, where people mm-hmm. dress up and they and go through the streets and get candy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, that's. Oh, that's really cool information. I really honestly mm. did not know. Like, yeah, I think any of that. I think it was cool how like instead of like fighting fire with fire, like yeah. just like yeah. punishing the kids, she showed them love in a way. Like she was yeah, yeah. how creating cool is woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely very mm-hmm. very cool. I, and I I like the idea like it, it's it's a loving way, but it's all, it's a solution based way of of uh, to a problem. Like she yeah. doesn't want her flowers to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Let's find a solution that brings everybody together. I, I think that's mm-hmm. wonderful. So yeah, she really is the crazy. the mother of Halloween. And we mm-hmm. were mm-hmm. Uh, fortunate enough to uh, travel mm-hmm. to Hiawatha, Kansas, mm-hmm. and uh, go see her grave. Mm-hmm. And uh, nice. before we put the book out, we actually like read this poem there. Mm-hmm. And... Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. I left a little uh, Halloween friendship bracelet at the grave. And, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's interesting uh, how important uh, this person is to such a huge holiday uh, and the way True. that we celebrate it. And uh, just like nobody, nobody really knows. Her grave's yeah. like not special at all. There's mm-hmm. nothing else there. But yeah, it was cool to like pay some respects. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And again, another another woman in history who 
has been forgotten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is, yeah, it's crazy. There's like so much, so much unwritten or so much untold history. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah. Yeah. We could make so many books of poems yeah. about <laughs> the women who have not had their stories told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then the book closes with larger than life. And you, you, Trini, you draw your version of, uh, I'm forgetting the name of the monster now. Bigfoot, right? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm looking at this version. I, he looks a little scary to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no, there's no mouth, <laughs> but obviously he's, he's, he's friendly and yeah. he cares about you. And, like, we were looking up the, like, uh, reports of people who think that they've seen Bigfoot. And uh, mm-hmm. they have said that he has these, like, eyes that, like, glow. So that's mm-hmm. why his uh. eyes look like that. And, uh, yeah, I showed it to my niece, who's five years old. And she was not a fan of him either. She was like, I don't like his eyes. He's scary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I wanted to use the same colors from the first poem uh, to kind of indicate, like, this is a continuation of that first mm-hmm. poem. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which, in a lot of ways, is, like, subtly or not so subtly uh, shown that this is the same person continuing their walk that mm-hmm. the book started with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting, again, that, uh, you know, the last poem's about Bigfoot, and the first illustration is of her foot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. See, that's those those linkings. Yeah, I did not get that one. I got I got pretty much all the other ones you mentioned, but yeah, I didn't get that one. That's mm-hmm. awesome. It's so deep. Like if you just think about it for long enough, you could like find all these little connections like that. There's so but I think it, it's yeah, I think it's really cool um just the it's like a the running theme throughout like you were saying of how mm-hmm. things that we're often afraid of aren't really something to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it's really cool when you're interacting with other people and you're because like for me I'm a very fearful person in general like I just get scared a lot <laughs> and so I think it's it's something to keep in mind that the thing you're scared of doing or saying or the the people you're scared of interacting with it's not going to be as bad as you think it's going to be yeah. and yeah. there isn't anything to be afraid of Unless, like, something obvious happens, but, like, you kind of, like, build the story of fear in your head before you even um, mm-hmm. do the thing you're going to do. And then it actually affects the way that you do it or it prevents you from doing those things. So it mm-hmm. actually keeps you in a bubble and it keeps you from experiencing life to the fullest because you're not allowing yourself to overcome the fear and just do the thing, you know? Definitely. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It was uh, mm-hmm. It was one, like, big... Uh, theme throughout this book that we wanted to touch on is like a lot of the things that you Mm -hmm. a lot of things we think are scary we think are scary because we aren't familiar with it or we don't like fully understand it and um instead of like attacking that or you know acting on that fear in a way that it could be dangerous or harmful um if you actually do that then you're kind of the scary one you know Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So that kind of question was another thing that we wanted to be a part of this. Because mm-hmm. fear can lead to like prejudice and discrimination and mm-hmm. war and battling and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's interesting how it, it goes the opposite direction. Like you become the thing you're most afraid of. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I also hear a Yoda quote in there as well uh, <laughs> Fear leads to hate, fear leads to the dark side. But sorry. That's yeah. Love <laughs> <laughs> <a> Star Wars. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, same. 
Um, so as far as the the creation of the, of your of this book, uh, it can be scary. Is concerned. Can you explain the step by step process of how the book was published and, and marketed? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we uh, were able to you know be uh, physically with each other this time, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we made this document like a Google Doc that mm-hmm. we were putting everything into, and mm-hmm. um, you. This one was uh, special in that a lot of it started with the illustration and then went uh, to the poem afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And then editing uh, is so important. Yeah. If you just put Mm -hmm. your first draft out there, uh, your book's not going to be the same as it could be, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are a lot of illustrations that I did that got just completely trashed and thrown Mm -hmm. away. Mm Uh, I was like, no, this isn't, maybe this is good, but it's not, it's, it doesn't fit the world that we're building here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think getting a feel Mm -hmm. for that was also an important part of the process. Like what Mm -hmm. belongs in this specific world? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because like you were saying with like uh, the MCU, you know, like we're creating our own little universe Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. and we're telling a bunch of stories that are happening within that um, as opposed to like one big story, but making sure that that's all in its own cohesive world mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, was important to mm-hmm. me specifically with the illustrations and the visuals of it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like one thing I appreciate from my illustration standpoint, it, it's not like violent or gory. Yeah, uh, this book, you know, and I, I would think that's not something you really wanted to put into this universe. Yeah. Definitely. The, one of the, uh, I think it was a zombie that I illustrated, was just too scary. Mm-hmm. kind of gross. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't actually want <laughs> body parts falling off of this thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we had the doc, and then my sister formatted it a couple of times because we had to f- figure out the page sizes that would work with a hardcover book because we had the dream of making a hardcover which is why we chose to go through Barnes and Noble um because Amazon oh, doesn't Amazon offer doesn't that do it. yeah mm-hmm. yeah just paperback yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um formatting is the worst part it's the worst by the way <laughs> it's oh really really yeah it's oh. just it's so tedious and then it it makes me so anxious you accidentally drag uh one of the images into the header and then that image is on every page and, and oh, no. <laughs> um, so glad I don't have to do yeah, it. Yeah, we're so, so glad <laughs> to her sister, uh, Marison, for mm-hmm. doing that for us. Mm-hmm. And then we just sent that yeah, manuscript in to Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. and they denied it a couple times, and we fixed what was wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't deny it for, like, content-based things, just mm-hmm. like your cover isn't the right size. Yeah. If we print this now, it's going to yeah. look terrible. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then from the marketing standpoint, it seems like you're very active on, on the Instagram. Yes. And so is that just some, like, you know, posting videos of yourselves, telling your your fans, your your audience, your community about mm-hmm. the book? Um, obviously, you're reaching out to, to people like yes. us. Um, and, and just getting your name out there. Is there any other, um, you know, steps to that marketing process? Do you have, like, a newsletter or, or anything um, like that? We don't have a newsletter. Uh, for most of our, like, Pre the book being released, marketing, um, it was just like Instagram. Mm-hmm. I had a really fun time making flyers and printing those out mm-hmm. and putting those up at places that would allow mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Nice. I don't think it was necessarily successful. I don't. It's hard to know if anybody mm-hmm. actually bought it because they saw the flyer. Um, 
but yeah. uh, it, was it was fun nonetheless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and after the book being out, most of our marketing is uh, we're going to be going to like pumpkin patches mm-hmm. and uh, oh. cool. like trunk or treat, like fall festivals. There's like a mm-hmm. corn festival nearby mm-hmm. coming up. And Ooh, uh, nice. going there and talking about our book and uh, reading some poems and doing live illustrations. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be fun and just like mm-hmm. a way to get uh, the eyes of like, I guess, our target audience of people that like fall um, get their mm-hmm. eyes on to the fact that our book exists. Because mm-hmm. that's the hardest mm-hmm. part right now is just nobody really knows that it exists, mm-hmm. it feels like. Yeah. So. We're also mm-hmm. planning on doing uh, Instagram ads, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. getting oh, the wow. ads put up there. And reading in elementary schools. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was just I was gonna ask about that. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to read at the elementary school that I took my first art class in. Like that's mm-hmm. gonna be very good cool oh, for me. Cool. That's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just saying, I have, like, nieces in an elementary school, and I think it would be so fun to read to them, you know, just at school. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Do you, do you still have some of the same teachers that were there before yeah, some of them. when you were kids? Yeah, some of them are still still there, and that's going to be fun. That's awesome. It's just crazy because, like, the last time I was in there, I was so small, and everybody that came yeah. to read in my classroom was, like, a celebrity, mm-hmm. and it's... <laughs> insane to think that now I'm going to do that and mm-hmm. ah look little trinity's dreams came true Do you have any uh, any other tips for aspiring writers who want to create their own books? You know, we are. You no, know, she she's written some stuff. I'm 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 the aspiring writer here. <laughs> we but. haven't like published a an official like novel or anything. Yeah, yet. yeah. Hopefully soon, soon. But you have any tips for for us or anyone in the musty uh, collective? Yeah, definitely to do it and like build a writing practice. I'm in a playwriting class right now at school and our we have homework to just like write every day and it it really creates a need to write every day like if i (laughs) haven't all day i'm like i need everyone to leave me alone or even not leave me alone but just like (laughs) deal with me writing here um yeah the more you do it the more you have to do it um but then also editing yeah editing is so important there's so many poems that are like my favorite now that were not good the first time (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and that's just just going mm-hmm. back in a second time and like rereading it and mm-hmm. but like outside of that I it's you should just do it cuz mm-hmm. a- Amazon really makes it so easy to mm-hmm. uh just take your manuscript and put it on there and mm-hmm. order a bunch of copies. Mm-hmm. Um one thing that I learned throughout this process that um, I, I feel like probably every creator uh, has experienced when trying to, like, sell or promote or anything um, is that you're – I was expecting to get a lot of no's. 
when mm-hmm. asking people like, oh, can we do this thing? Or do you want to buy this book or whatever? I was expecting to get a lot of no's. What I got was a lot of yeses that were lies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I would just warn against that because it is really hard whenever mm-hmm. people are like, yes, I'll totally do this. Yes, you can come do this. And then they just like never answer your email again or mm-hmm. ever reach out. And, uh, like, my dad is a martial artist, and he has a bunch of, uh, uh, like, martial arts classes and stuff. And he's like, yeah, when you're first starting out, all kinds of people will be like, yes, I'll show up to your class. I'm super excited about this. And then just no one does. Mm. And so I think that that was probably, like, emotionally the biggest toll that was taken on me was I was expecting to get a lot of no's. I was really excited when I was getting yeses. Um, and then I was really let down when I realized that, like, until until that actually happens and they follow through, it's hard to it's hard to keep yourself from having hope, though. Mm-hmm. And so that was definitely the most difficult part for me that I would say to uh, young creatives trying to get out there. Mm-hmm. You, when you hear the yes, it's like Bling. yeah, mm-hmm. but then the follow the follow through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, I hear, it's I like hear. okay, oh, so when? But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. So when exactly? Yeah. It's like you know, uh, like you know, you're saying uh, trying to apply into like a, a a job or something. It's like, oh, just keep applying, just keep applying. Okay, but yeah. when? Like, I'm doing the work that you're saying. <laughs> no, I totally understand that. But also, it's just so great to also uh, have someone else that's there to like the fact that we're a two person uh, uh, operation here is uh, very yeah. helpful in that. You know, when one of us gets down, the other one can help be like, mm-hmm. no, we're good. We're putting everything we have into this and we're proud of it. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. And mm-hmm. also just like having yeah. somebody mm-hmm. to uh, lean on that is equally as excited and mm-hmm. passionate about it is really helpful. And I, I also like what, it, you know, there's uh, an article interview with, with both of you. And it mentioned uh, the idea of like the candidness you can have between each other of like, you know, um, this edit is is not good, or you can improve here, yeah. or this illustration won't work here. Mm-hmm. You know, with that, you know, communication, your relationship, obviously that that boosts the creativity. Mm-hmm. And you know, how did how did you get to that level of candidness? Because you know, even even sometimes with, with close friends, it could still be you know, you're touching that creative yeah. work. It's like you know, that's my mm-hmm. baby, so be quiet. Um, how, how did you reach that, that level of kindness between I the two? I think we just both really wanted the book to, like, be the best that it could be, you know? And so we weren't taking anything personally. It was just like, no, yes, I want to hear your ideas because I want it to be the best that it can be. Yeah. If this illustration mm-hmm. doesn't work, we need to know now and not when somebody is reading the book and telling me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good point, good point. So... That, and also just having that amount of trust is, like, super helpful. And just, like, the time of, like, we've known each other for so long. Yeah. So it, as far as the future, Micah and Trinity collaborations, you know, what can we expect in the future? What's interesting is that, like, two days ago, there wasn't really an answer to this. We're like, we're both in school. We're busy. We're not making anything. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, but we have... Uh, recently become pretty interested in the concept of doing a graphic novel um, and that is gonna take a lot of time <laughs> but uh, I think that that's the next thing that we want to kind of explore mm-hmm. and 
Uh, also, we're going to be probably like every fall season promoting this book. That's just yeah. our future now yeah. is whenever September rolls around, we've got our It Can Be Scaries out. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, probably maybe a graphic novel. Maybe. Maybe maybe a thicker than blood graphic novel. No, I mean but do whatever you want to do. But yeah, we, we have a friend who was like, "I loved thicker than blood. I would love to see that story fleshed out." Like, yeah, okay. so you're like the second person okay, to ask yeah. for it. Maybe we should consider it. Well, let's go. Let's go. That sounds that honestly sounds really really cool. Thank so, you. We always like to ask this question: um, What story are you dying to tell um, that you're like I haven't told the story yet for? For, you know, both of you can answer this question. I mean, I really like talking about interviewing my uh, five-year-old niece mm-hmm. for a review for the back of the book mm-hmm. because she nice. is so eloquent um, mm-hmm. for a five-year-old. <laughs> and she just got right in there. And she's illiterate, so she didn't have to read any of the poems. She's still working on that reading thing. Um, yeah. And so she was just looking at all of the illustrations and... It's really fun to have her just be like, yes, I like the watercolor blobs. She's like completely deadpan. (laughs) I like the watercolor blobs. I like the colors. I don't like Bigfoot's eyes. And it's like, okay. (laughs) All right. She's such a good critic. Mm -hmm. Um, But also shows that you don't even have to be able to read to like our book. So... I just think that's so cute. Like, she's illiterate, but she's, like, the best reviewer. (laughs) She's so eloquent with her words. That's that's awesome. That's so cool. And then we've got, like, other reviews on the back of the book that uh, are from uh, some of our friends that are more uh, literate, for sure. Um, Yeah. I would uh, hope so. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but it's great that she's, uh, now she's six, but she was five whenever it happened, and at this point she has a, uh, she's officially reviewed a book, and she's <laughs> featured on one far before these other people were, so True. she's ahead of the game. That's funny. Yeah, that's awesome. I look forward to her future podcast. Oh, yeah. me too. <laughs> I don't know. I want to talk about the cover. Which okay. is also kind of Trinity's story, um, but we have we have the book. Um, but I had a really so we had like four uh, four options for titles the titles at the time, mm-hmm. and so I was just like in my backyard in my backyard just like drawing different covers that could mm-hmm. go with the different titles and listening to uh, Tiny Star. Uh, by the Blasting Company, and um, yeah, yeah, I uh, ended up drawing just like this came to my mind of like the words "it can be scary" are just about the right length that if I arrange mm-hmm. them in a certain way, they can look like a skull, mm-hmm. and that's really yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, and so that's that's just a fun story that I hold mm-hmm. close to my heart because uh, yeah, I mean, I we're just huge fans of the blasting company and so most of this was made while listening to their oh, yeah, music yeah. um yeah mm-hmm. and then uh uh josh kaufman from the blasting company ended up actually ordering our book mm-hmm. and oh, so nice. that's like oh, that's completely awesome. full circle for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. Uh, yeah I'm like did he like he doesn't even realize that i was listening to his music when we made the cover <laughs> <laughs> um and so that's like such a thing we couldn't have even like dreamed to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really cool oh, yeah. story. 
I, I also love about it that, like, like the first and last poem kind of, like, ties the book together with it being this girl on her walk. Um, and she, like, talks about the sun setting, and I just feel like the cover really ties the book together with that because she's, like, walking through the woods imagining monsters as the sun goes down, and the book is just more like, walking through the woods imagining monsters as the sun goes down. As the sun goes down. It looks very, very beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, and it's hardcover, yeah. so that, that's awesome. That's, that's really, really Went through good. so much to get it hardcover. I'm so glad that it was able to happen. If you go to our site, mikeandtrin.weebly.com, uh, you can just order and it'll be shipped straight to you so mm-hmm. no uh pre-order waiting for the books to mm-hmm. be printed and come in mm-hmm. so that's really exciting okay awesome very cool. oh very exciting hey congratulations your second published book thank you and then mike and trin that's uh m-i-c and then and and then t-r-i-n yes. dot weebly.com yes awesome yeah so definitely everyone go check it out and then also check out their previous book all there is to know as well i actually just we just bought the paperback version on amazon thank you um, so yeah no 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 problem so yeah definitely go check out their books and it was such a pleasure to have you on the podcast and to hear just the story and how you put the book together and you know the background of, of the different poems again i didn't want to read any of the poems from me can't be scary so definitely read them for yourself there's still some ones i actually like didn't talk about that were still like some favorites of mine, but thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. Thank you guys so much. much. It's such a good time. (laughs) That was a super fun interview and we hope you enjoyed it. Also, I hope you're truly inspired to go out and make your own thing. Be creative, write, tell your story. Mm -hmm. And No no excuse, but also, we're going to let you know that we're still here wanting to tell stories with you, wanting to go through the storytelling process and get better at storytelling and support storytellers around the world. So we also know that we need to be creative too. And we're being creative by giving this podcast out, but we have actual, like we have other projects. Actual projects. I, I, I shouldn't say it like that, but we have other projects. Michelle's almost done with her illusory project. I am getting done with the fat roll project mm-hmm. and we're we're at the finish line so we need time to finish to focus and finish this stuff. Yes. So, we're not pausing right now, but we're going to move to a bi-monthly podcast schedule. Two episodes a month. Okay, I'm I'm hearing that it's called bi-weekly. The point is it's going to be every other week that you'll hear an episode. Yes. So, and we'll still be putting on some content onto the Patreon show. So you'll get some extra stuff there. Mm -hmm. Check out our YouTube channel as well. Check out our social media pages. Check out the newsletter for more and extra content. So on our next episode, we will be discussing the new Apple TV Plus show. Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. I really love this show. Michelle loves it a lot. I'm very happy we're talking about it. She's very happy we're talking about it. And if you want to be featured as a guest on our show, you can email us at themustycreative at gmail.com and tell us why you want to be a guest. And a big thanks to our monthly supporters for helping us make this episode of the Musty Creative Podcast possible. If you would like to become a financial supporter of the show, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com 
slash mustycreative and help make this show even better. And that's all we have time for. Remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now it's time to shower up. them a satisfaction they couldn't get any other way.